welcome to another episode of Who Do You Think You Are? I am... I have no idea what the episode number is. 27? I think so, 27. We could just... We could start over. We are... We No, no, no. We're, we're doing it live. We are geared up with fresh new gear. Puma went bananas at Guitar Center. Uh, pick it up. Oh, boy. Here it goes. Bananas. There it is. Already showing off the new toy. Uh, probably the crown jewel of his uh, his pickup. Episode twenty six, by the way. Oh, twenty six. What? What? You forgot about Matt. I didn't forget about Matt. Oh, okay. Are, are you are you on fucking latency? Did you did you not hear I was talking about? I was about to introduce your brand new soundboard. Oh, my brand new, the brand new one, the. Uh... Yeah. Exactly. This is Nick. This is Nikki. This is Nikki. <laughs> Nikki two point Finally, you know, got the lock sound, baby. Oh, why'd you Why'd you lock it in? Would you just lock in the soundboard? Oh boy, where's no, Where's we, the? We're abusing it. Yeah, we are already. Um, so anyway, we got we got wires everywhere. We got seven different boxes. We got knobs. We have headphones. Um, it is crazy. So anyway, it is I, the the uh, opening voice to the show, I guess, unofficially. Uh, Chen's across the table from Puma, and over Skype via computer through the phone is Matt. And uh, yes, over the internet, that's how we do it. <laughs> over the internet, uh, got a lot to talk about today. It's been a while since we. Uh, Last recorded. Do you want to tell everyone why, Poom? My boy Chen's ran in the New York City Marathon. So we took a marathon break while he trained. And while I could set up the new we, equipment. We trained as well, too. You know, while Chen's was training hard, we, we trained our uh, takes and our opinions and our fantasy teams. I think we did a good job. I think so, too. I mean, I don't know how good I did because I'm 3-6 and six right now, but we'll get into that later. Three and six. <laughs> Three and six. With what? Fantasy. Oh. Um, all right, so let's get right into it. Uh, while we were away, the World Series happened. Just a little thing. The World Series. Nationals won. Thank God. Uh, I think all three of us were pretty happy to see that. Uh, <laughs> Matt's going to fucking lose his mind when he hears this. All the sounds Puma's oh, dropping. Uh, well, I think they geez. deserve the air horn for that. They beat the Astros. You oh, Jesus. You can't just throw a, a reggaeton horn like that. It's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you, with great power comes great responsibility. Uncle Ben is turning in his grave with the power you're abusing right now. Oh, God. That's I do right. what I can. That's right. so, World Series. Nationals won. Uh, pitching, as Puma said was the key but the Nationals offense was out was also great uh I thought it was a great World Series I really enjoyed watching it game seven was especially great so uh yeah that's my two cents Puma what do you guys say you know I think that this World Series shows you that you need starting pitching and the whole move to the bullpens and not thinking that you, you don't need to have elite starting pitching is 
is kind of going out the window. And I think that this series proved that, you know, the starting pitching of both teams were important and the starting pitching is what drove the series. But the one thing we're not talking about this series is that the Sorry, I didn't quite catch that. Could you please repeat it? Siri wants in now too. Technology overload over here. Siri, we can't have room for five people. Four is enough with one machine. <laughs> <laughs> the road team won every game. The home team yeah. was 0-7 in this World Series. That's true. And that's the first time something like that's ever happened. So I thought that was interesting. Um, talking about the Yankees, you know, I, I think Aaron Boone micromanaged us out of two games, uh, game two for sure, um, making some pitching changes too quickly, mm-hmm. uh, relying on his bullpen too much. And they even said that these guys saw their relievers way too much and hitters like on Houston are going to jump on that. So I wanted to bring back for Game Seven real quickly the uh, the decision by Hinch not to bring in Cole when they had the lead, mm. and they put in Harris. What, what did you guys think of that? Because I I had an opinion on it at first, and it was like, of course, you put your number one pitcher out there, he's gonna, he's gonna get the job done. Who cares? He's on three days rest. It's only a bullpen session. He doesn't have to go much. But then going back to the last time we recorded, we saw the Dodgers put in Kershaw, and he got absolutely plastered. Mm. lost them the game so do you think Hinch probably had that in the back of his mind thinking like hey I don't want this to come back and bite me in the ass I got bullpen guys let me use the bullpen or you just think Cole had it I mean I don't know well what doesn't make sense is this is that before the game Hinch was talking about how if anybody deserved the day off it was Will Harris and then the same day he throws him in that game hmm. so it's kind of like counterintuitive but in, in in all honesty, I really think that, you know, you have Cole for a reason. And Cole is there for you. And you have him up. Why not bring him in? And why are you going to go to the reliever? You know, it's Garrett Cole. Would you rather have Garrett Cole or Will Harris? I'd rather have Garrett Cole. Yeah. And yeah. I really... I agree. I agree. Yes. And I really believe that when it's all said and done, that that might be the decision that lost in the World Series. But they also said they were only going to bring in Cole with the lead and in the ninth inning. And that wasn't the situation. Right. <clears throat> but still, though. You know, no, I know. I mean, like Matt said, you're not going to need him for a long time. Even if he gets one out, I believe it was a, a very tight situation at, at that point. Where if he came in, they could have changed the the outcome of the game. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I I think yeah, if you have your best guy available, you gotta throw him in. It's as uh as I one announcer on in the Waterboy once said, last game of the year can't hold anything back now. I know. <laughs> we know. We know. We know. We know. We know. We know. But. I, you know, did you guys see what Cole said after the game? That was like an absolute uh, savage it. thing loved he it. did. Did you hear what he no, said? No, no. Yep. So the Astros PR guy came up to him and was like, hey, can you go do this interview? And Garrett Cole goes, I'm unemployed. Why do I have to go give an interview? And in the interview, he didn't even wear an Astros hat. 
he wore the Scott Boris hat. Scott Boris has a hat? His company, I guess. Of course. The brand. He's got a brand. Wow. Is Are the Yankees going to sign him? You think? I think so. It's the plan. God, I would hate that. I would hate but love that. Did you see what Stanton said? Stanton was like, Char- yeah, Char- we could sign both of them. Strasburg and Cole. Yeah, no shit they can. They can. Dude, fuck Stanton. Fuck. St- you you want to hear my? You want to hear Pete's take on this? My Pete, not your, Matt's Pete. Your dad? Yeah. I'm sure. Pete. Matt's dad is Peter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Not to confuse the two. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Pete's take was, why the fuck are you playing Stanton? This guy fucking sucks. Play the young guys that got you here. Give them a chance. I could see that. I agree. I mean, He's I, not would, wrong. I would have preferred him over Encarnacion because Encarnacion was dog shit for the Twin <laughs> Series. But I, I think you, you could have put Frazier in there. You could have put anyone else that was healthy enough to get a bat and swing it over a walking boot of Stan and Encarnacion who couldn't fucking see a pitch straight yeah, I mean, outside that Twin Series. Mabin, Talkman said he was ready. Uh, but there was a problem with that. Is if you designated Stanton, if you took him off the roster, he wasn't available for the World Series. That's fine. But they wanted him available for the World the World Series, and Encarnacion couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. He was on fire in the first round. He hit well in the first round, then all of a sudden he forgot how to hit. You know, I mean, the Yankees were one pitcher short. That's that's what it comes down to. Mm. They were one pitcher short. I don't. I don't think so. I think so. I think they were one starting one starting pitcher short. One more, because Severino wasn't Severino. But we he, weren't expecting him to be. You know, but well, that's the point. So then, if you take him away, that leaves you with Paxton, who they had a short leash on outside of Game Five. Yeah, which was stupid. Well, he was tipping pitches, or they were stealing signs. It was obvious. It was Tanaka. And who's your game three? Who's who pitched game three? Severino, and then you had a bullpen game. So you have two and a half starting pitchers for a seven game series. It's not going to work. Yeah, but I don't think pitching too is if fucking Herman didn't right do the shit that he did. Like what an ass, fucking idiot. What a fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. Scumbag. Um, yeah, definitely. But whatever, it is what it is. It happened. Congrats to the Nats. Happy for them. Especially after trading their supposed franchise player, and now they have Soto, who I love Soto. Who would they trade? Or they whatever. Uh, Harper signed for a new for another team. Here we go. A horrible choice. This guy, we need to hire a soundboard guy. Listen, it's a new toy. Well, it'll come, dude. That was the worst. That was the wrong sound to play. Wrong. You should have played the. Boom, 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 boom. Nope, wrong one again. Same one, same type of oh, same type gosh. of feeling. Anyway. So anyway, um, let's move on. The one thing I will, the last thing I will add is that the Nationals were eleven and thirty nine or nineteen and thirty nine or something in May, and then all of a sudden turn around and win the World Series. It's a it's a good story. Yeah. They had the whole baby shark thing with Para. Uh, Juan Soto is a superstar. Uh, Anthony Rendon was a was an absolute monster. Ryan Zimmerman. Ryan Zimmerman. Got to feel good for them. The first draft pick of the Nationals. Yep. 
when they move from Montreal. Now, here's a question. If you're an Expo fan, are you happy the Nationals won, or do you not care? I'd say you're not happy. I, uh, I don't know. Well, Chance, you, you're indifferent when they went from Seattle, um, St. Louis to Los Angeles as a Ram fan, right? Correct. So, why not? All right. Maybe if I was an Expo fan from Montreal, I'd be. I think upset. it's all relative. I guess, yeah. If, if the, just the city that your team was in moved out, yeah, yeah I guess just you'd be because if you're a fan of the team in general, right, right, right. Gives a crap. Yeah, just because if there's any chance of another of a team going back to Montreal, I guess. Which they're kind of getting with Tampa Bay next year. All oh, right, Tampa Bay is the one that that would be moving. They well, they're playing like half of their home games in Montreal. They're like testing the market. Really? We talked about yeah, that. We did, yeah. We yeah, talked yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. We'll see. But I'm saying it's happening next year. Nice. Next year. Wow. You know, I think that, well, here's the question, because the wound from them moving from Montreal to Washington is kind of healed because it's been 15 Forever. years. Yeah. You know, yeah. with the Rams, the Rams were in the Super Bowl, what, two years after they moved from St. Louis? Huh? They didn't, they're not even in their new stadium yet. You know, so they, I think. I'm telling you, I called it. They ain't making the playoffs this year. You did, but at the same, my, my point is is that you leave St. Louis and then two years later in the Super Bowl. You know, like that has nothing, that has nothing. That hurts to, though. As a St. Louis fan, that hurts yeah. more than Montreal yeah. and the Expos. That's what I'm saying. That's the time. Oh, because it's still fresh. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I agree. I can agree with that. So, baseball's done until the hot stove. So, we'll talk about some free agent signings as the time goes on. But let's move on. What do you got on the rundown, Chance? Some puck? Want to shoot some puck around? What the puck? Okay. So, um, I'll be honest. I haven't gotten into hockey yet. I, I cannot believe this. Um, He's, you're wearing a, ho- a fucking Rangers shirt right now. Yeah, I am. Wow. <laughs> I haven't you gotten into hockey yet. Baseball, baseball just ended. I actually sat down and watched the game last night. What game? The Ranger Red Wing game. Rangers. Oh, I, th- I thought you meant a baseball game. I was like, what the fuck? Did you have that shit on replay? No, I got the Mexican League on. Watching Dominican League, yeah. Yeah. What Arizona Fall League. Watching Greg Bird take his swings. Oh, God. Um, Wait, that what? That's actually happening? That happened, yeah. It happened. Yeah. How do you look? Uh, I don't even know. You get a home run. Not g- no, he had a single. Yeah. All right. And he didn't hurt himself right on the first base, so it's a plus. Okay. So... um. The Rangers are who I thought they were going to be. Um, from what I've watched, very inconsistent. Uh, what I do like about what they're doing is the fact that their power play looks really good. Anthony Giangelo is a budding superstar. Uh, Fox looks good. They've recalled Heedle. Heedle looks good. I think they did the right thing by Kratzoff and letting him go back to the KHL to, to develop more in Russia in his hometown. Uh, Panarin's been what as well as advertised and you know they're just a team that's young and they still need to learn how to win and hold leads and I think at the at the end of the day it's something that as the season progresses they'll get more consistent but if you had to ask me today I think I think they're a wild card team or going to be fighting for a spot Matt what do you think yeah it's, it's still too early but they are you know they got the highs and lows start off first two wins and then Seem like a eternity of losses, but you know they they surprised the uh, they got a big win today against the uh, Hurricanes, a, a really good team at Eastern Conference Finals last year, and 
they build on these wins. Lundqvist stole the show. I face, I think, 40-something shots or 30-something shots and, and got the win. You normally don't see that. And really, the Rangers didn't get 45 saves tonight. So he was standing on his head. The Rangers only got 18 shots on goal and three of them went in. Actually, 19 with the empty netter. So they, uh, you know, they, they got one out. They on the road too, and and it's gonna. These games are gonna come, and they're gonna have games where they lose the centers when they shouldn't be. But it's all part of the learning process, and they're mixing lines. It's good to see Stahl finally see the the bench, you know, the press box. Uh, he sat a couple games in there, and they look good on defense. Hmm. And they're chopping and changing and see what works. So Kilo's up now, like you mentioned. He's, he's playing well. Strom seems to be playing really well, too, which surprised me. Uh, he's kept pace. He's got, I think, 13 points now in the season and almost a point per game. Obviously, it's not going to keep going up, but they uh, the kids are playing, which is all you can ask for, and, and see what happens come uh, April. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with all that, and I also think that Strom is playing where he should be for finally. Uh, you know, he's a high draft pick by the Islanders, and I think it was what number sixth overall. So that top top ten for sure. He was top ten for sure, and he's starting to starting to show it. And you know, it's a contract year for him, and you know, he has a two year deal. He had that second year with the Rangers, and you know, either this gets him a new contract with the Rangers and he fits, or he's going to be trade bait. If they're out of it when the trade deadline comes, um, what I'm interested in is they're already talking about trade rumors with Kreider and Buffalo's got some good young defensemen that are NHL ready that you could get possibly with another like second round pick, and then you could flip that and some of your young defensemen for a, a young controllable starter, not starter. Um, Forward, um, there's a very unhappy forward in uh, in Edmonton. The Rangers are linked to that Russian kid, that Finnish kid, and they're talking about pairing him with Cap with Capo. Did you hear about that, Matt? I mean, no, I didn't. I didn't see many rumors um, with the with the, in the Rangers front, but I I don't think they really need a defenseman. I mean, they have so many young kids that are either fighting in the AHL or NHL for time and in the wings that it might deter some of the kids that are either signed or, or like drafted and they don't see a path. I'd rather them go out and try and get a, a forward that's going to be producing now and not kind of hoping. Um, you know, easier said than done though. So uh, it would be good if they got some talent back if they're going to trade Kreider if they're not seeing him as a long-term option see if he can boost his, his uh, profile because he started off kind of slow, but he has got a couple, uh, he got a goal last night, played well, so it takes him a little while sometimes to get going, but once he gets going, it's tough to stop. Yeah, and you know what, with the young team too, you got to have some patience, especially in the beginning of the year. They're, all these kids are still trying to learn how to play in the NHL, and I really think that you're starting to see that. Like you said, they beat a, they beat a juggernaut in Carolina tonight. You know, a team that might very well represent the West, the Eastern Conference in the Stanley Cup. Shout out to uh, longtime fan Boychuk. Our, fir- our first yeah. real fan on Twitter. Our only our only professional follower. <laughs> well, hopefully with all this new equipment, we'll be able to up our ante a little bit. Not if we keep abusing the soundboard. Well, we haven't used the soundboard <laughs> in a little while. Um, but, 
I think that it's a um, the Rangers are a testament to just youth, and it's going to be up and down. I, I said that from the beginning that it's going to be a roller coaster ride with this team, and I think that it's um, prevalent just to keep that in mind that one night they're going to go beat a team like Carolina, and then they're going to lose to a team like uh, Ottawa. It's just how it goes when you have a young team that's still trying to find, figure out their identity and figure out what's going on. So that's what all I got for hockey talk. I mean, I know the Islanders are in 10-game winning streak, but I really don't want to talk about it. Well, oh, that actually just ended. They lost an overtime. Lost so. Good. We put the hex on them. Uh, well, anyway, but they were doing great. Uh, yep. Bruins on fire. Bruins been crushing it. Absolute wagon of a team. Always, though. It's, always. I always feel But like... their score, the, the first line is unfair. Pasternak, Bergeron, and the fuckface Marshawn. I can't believe he's he's actually doing well, but he's uh that line is is crazy and the power play is is unfair. Thirty one percent not tops of the league by far. Holy and shit. they're just score Pashnok's already got thirty points in fifteen games. Marshawn twenty eight points. Bergeron sixteen points. Jesus. It's it's crazy. Yeah, the top line is is filthy and it's fun to watch. You know, make a little money off of them too. I put a put a latch on them on Monday night, they beat the Penguins. Whoa. So it's yeah, parlayed that with the Cowboys. It was a great night. Damn. I don't even know what parlay means. Both, both. Uh, if you put, like, let's say, you were saying the Rangers and Penguins are going to win tonight. Both the Rangers and the Penguins have to win for order to get paid out. It pays you more because you need two outcomes to happen, right. not just one. So, it's good value between the, the Cowboys and the Bruins. Damn. And also, too, the, uh, the Blues have been... Picking up where they left off as, as Stanley Cup champs there in first place in the Central. Nice uh, little five point lead over Nashville, and they they've won six straight, so they're they're playing well. They're you know the uh, anytime you see a Stanley Cup champion, you, you think Stanley Cup hangover, but so far so good for them. Yeah. And they just lost Tarasenko; he's under the knife, and uh, he won't be back until after the trade deadline. So oh, it'll be interesting to see how they keep afloat. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, basketball? Yeah, baby. That's This Ooh. is Chen's, Chen's time of the year. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, NBA under underway now. Full swing. Uh, Lakers, they are who we thought they were. Uh, Anthony Davis, LeBron together is fucking awesome. It's yep. So, it's, it's like... Does it, that deserve an air horn? No. No. Damn. Um... It's like if uh, let's see, it's like if if me and Matt were to go play on a seven foot rim with my kindergarten classes. Oh, just yeah, th- that would be just Yam City. Yam, dude. Every time they have the ball, LeBron just comes up, throws it up to Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis does the same to LeBron. LeBron dishes to Anthony Davis for three. It's crazy, man. LeBron. Mm-hmm. I mean, LeBron's looking like uh, Heat LeBron. My my favorite LeBron, by the way. Yeah, he's almost averaging triple double so far. Yeah, man, he's he's crushing it. And then on top of that, Dwight Howard was this fucking two thousand eleven. Dwight Howard's playing yeah. amazing. Yeah, off the bench, shit. giving him solid minutes. I mean, you know, he's the, the field goal percentage is up there. Oh That's always been his mo. God. He's good to the rim, and what more can you ask for a backup center? Yeah. I mean, how about this though? I think him and him and uh, Anthony Davis like combined ten blocks a game. 
They're leading the league. They're leading the league in block shots. Eight, eight, over eight blocks per game. Nuts, man. And just wait. They have they have cousins. Cousins. I don't know if he's coming back with that injury. That the reason why Howard's on the team is because of cousins. It's because of cousins. Now, now yep. Howard's looking like the the guy for the backup job, so mm-hmm. he's having a resurgent year. Uh, Danny Green adding in clutch clutch minutes. Uh, Avery Bradley. Yep, and Kuzma's back, and Kuzma's doing his thing. It's uh, it's looking really good, man. Well, uh, you know what, you know something too. Yeah, based on what you're saying, because I, you know, I obviously haven't watched, but doesn't sound like there's any drama. They're actually just going out and playing ball. You know, like last it's, year, there was all this drama yeah. that, you know, LeBron wanted half the team traded and, you know, that kind of created a riff in the locker room. Now it sounds like they're just balling out. Well, when you have arguably the best uh, best big man in the league and some people might argue even a top five player in the entire league, it's kind of easy on, to I'm be on happy. on that side of the argument. What happened? I'm on that side of the argument. Yeah. It's definitely... Yeah. De- definitely hands down the best big man in the league oh, and no doubt definitely a top five player yeah yeah um i think you know people o- often overlooked him because of where he was mm-hmm. um but now you see why he's he's so highly rated anthony davis can do it all man it's... and you can see why lebron was pushing for that trait yeah absolutely totally so, justified yeah uh, definitely Definitely. So yeah, Puma, you're right, and there's no drama because LeBron has exactly who he wants. This is by far the most skilled player LeBron's ever played with. I don't want to say best because I I do think that title still belongs to Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. Um, but f- in terms of just skill, few people that can do it like Anthony Davis can. And the door in the West is wide open because of. The shambles of the Golden State Warriors. No Clay Thompson. Steph Curry's hurt. Well, it's no yeah, pay, no it's, it's wide no, open for a no new Durant. champion of the West, but it's not going to be a cakewalk for the for the Lakers. You got the Clippers there, who they're saying Paul George might be coming back, but now Paul George coming back. Kawhi Leonard, what's his story? Is he hurt? How serious? Load management. But when uh, when Kawhi is playing, man. He he's fucking great, man. He's so good, and he makes it look so easy, just so effortless. Yep. His game and LeBron's game, both amazing players, both great. Both do it in completely different ways. You would think that Kawhi just shows up and plays, whereas LeBron's there seven hours before the thing even happens, preparing every little detail about his game. At least that's my opinion on it. Yeah, uh, like I don't know if you saw like Kawhi. I don't know if he owns a bakery or knows someone that owns a bakery, but he had like a whole bag of donuts <laughs> on like the side, and he was like crushing them. And like people were like, "Oh, yo, Kawhi, can I get some donuts?" So that's just like kind of the difference. You see LeBron, like you said, focused, sharp, gets yeah. there early, is, is constantly working, and, and Kawhi just effortlessly just crushing donuts and crushing opponents on the court. Wow, and and the defense for the Clippers too is nasty. When oh, yeah. George, when Paul George comes back, that's only going to improve even more. So I'm really Between interested. Beverly, him, and, and Leonard, yeah, forget yeah, about the it. Best best perimeter defenders in the game, and Paul George and Kawhi add a post defense uh, component to that. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I, I don't know. I can't wait to see what happens. Can't wait. 
On the other side, hopefully what happens to the Clippers does not, or sorry, what's happening to the Rockets doesn't happen to the Clippers. Trouble in paradise, Russ West and, uh, and Harden. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't mention this in the, in the pre-talk that we had, but I, I read a very interesting thread on Reddit today about how the Rockets, specifically Harden, struggle depending on what city they're in. You're like, well, of course, you know, if they're traveling across country. No, no, no. It doesn't work like that. It's the type of city for strip clubs. Yeah. Now, they played the Heat the other night, and they got their doors blown out. They Locate, were down. Located in Miami. For those of you that don't know, yes, it was it was in Miami, and they were down forty-five to sixteen, I believe, oh at the end of the first quarter, which is you hate to see that if you're a Rockets fan. And Miami, very much a party city, very much top strip club, so I've heard. Just just I look at uh, just look at Dolphins tailgates. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you go on Barstool, and you'll see like all the, the stripper poles they'll have in the middle of a fucking parking lot. So it gets crazy. He has good games against Toronto. Apparently, not good strip clubs in Toronto. Yep, remains to be seen. So that's it. it was a very uh, well thought out and and uh, homework was done for sure on that, that thread. And, see, and it was it was definitely had a lot of value. Homework. Yeah, that's that's the research we need. Those are the numbers that we need. <laughs> that's, we we had the stats department to get on that right yeah. away. Who do you think? Which player in the NBA do you think suffers the most from from that besides Harden? Which which players do you think would really be victims? If to that? it was if he was still in the league, I'd say Swaggy P. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely I, Swaggy. So we're, wait, so we're talking about who benefits more from going to a strip club? No, 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 no. Harden Harden plays worse. Who's affected by it most? Yeah, he plays worse after a strip club night. So who would be? Who do you think else? Who else do you think would would fall into that category? Like current players or? Anybody? Sure. Yeah, current. My 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 person. I I don't know. I just feel like I Demarcus Cousins. Like, you know who came to my who came to mind? Porzingis. Fuck him. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would say if he was still in the league too, Jared Smith. Oh my God! That's a, that's yes. <laughs> you know you know who came to mind too? Alvin Alvin Iverson. Alvin Iverson. Alvin Iverson. Alvin, Alvin, Alvin of the Chipmunks. There you go. There he is. That that was a proper sound drop. Good. Alan Iverson. <laughs> um. No. See, we should have recorded. Next. Next thing you gotta get is when you go back to edit, you have to clip out Alvin Iverson and just have that on on, on the square. And then we just, oh, just, we just like, drop uh, that randomly. Rob, like uh, what? Whatever. Paul Ro- Rosenberg. Rosenberg. Yeah. Rosenberg. With that. Uh, Paul Rosenberg. I hate Peter. fucking Rosenberg. Anyway. 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 Get off the rails. Um, yeah. I just feel like Demarcus Cousins. Tom oh no 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 no! Here's a good one. Jaleel Okafor. I really, I just think he just is a Wait, guy that yeah. stays by himself and doesn't do much. Oh, see, I, I just see him as a as a total just loser. I'm not saying you go to strip clubs, you're a loser, but if you're a professional NBA player, you have to be doing things that benefit your game. I feel like he might just spend all his time and money in strip clubs, and that's why he's a bum. He's trash. <laughs> You're explaining why he's trash. Like I like it, just career long, 
strip club itis. Yeah, he's just he's just going there. He's like, all right, guys, see you, see you tonight. Good game tonight. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Where are you going, Julio? <laughs> oh, I'm going to. Uh, I, don't know, I can't even come up with a good stripper name on this stripper strip club name on the spot. Stilettos. Rick's Cabaret. <laughs> What was what was the Penn State one? Uh, the end the end zone. The end zone. Yeah, the end zone. Take the van there. You take you take the van and you see some girl in cl- in that in your class like the next day, who's a stripper at the strip club. Oh God. Like com one hundred. It's like hey. Uh, gotta pay for college somehow. Come on. Yeah, yeah Respect true. the hustle. Uh, what's that song? Uh, fuck, I don't even know. But I remember a quick story. Sad story? No, quick, quick. No, sad. No. Oh, damn. Me and me and Dean were at a ISS social, and uh, I don't know where everyone else was, but it was horrible. It was bad, which is unlike ISS socials. There used to be the shit. So we decided we're going to a strip club that night, and Dean was like, yeah, I'll call the cab. We took the cab over, <laughs> and that was that. It was like a Wednesday. For three. Bang! No, no banging. No banging. No banging? No. No banging. However, one of the bouncers was a guy that was in my Kinney's class the next day. Very awkward. Very awkward. <laughs> um, hey, buddy. How was, yeah. uh, how was your night last night? Hey, uh, so, so you got a little out of hand last night. <laughs> that's funny. Anyway, uh, so that's – oh, we got – oh, and, and an interesting possible uh, trade rumor I saw. Chris Paul to the Mavs. Now, Matt, we were talking about this in the pre-show, and you said that why would uh, OKC do that? OKC's actually been playing pretty decently. I said, yeah, I said the same thing. You know, I think OKC has a really a nice team. I think they've gelled better than people have would ever to think. But if Chris Paul were to go to the Mavs, I'm not quite sure what he would bring to that team since Doncic is the primary ball handler. What do you think, Matt? It could it could be to kind of mentor him and show him how to do it consistently, professional level. Doncic, I feel, is more a, a potentially a better scorer than Paul. I mean, not to say Paul's a bad scorer, but I think in his heyday they're probably equal. But right now, yeah. Paul is going to give the assist, the responsibility with the ball when he's healthy. And you could potentially say, you know, you run Doncic to two, Paul to one, really limit his minutes so Paul stays fresh. I don't know if – I guess Oklahoma City is thinking, you know, they already got all these assets with the Paul George trade. Why not, you know, go all in with this this uh, rebuild and get even more assets you can if, if Paul's playing well and the deal's right. Yeah, um, yeah. I who knows? I mean, they're, they're playing well. I think they're playing well. You know, they're not playing horrible, but, again, the West is ultra competitive, exactly. so you got to be right up there. If you get the eighth um, seed, you know, you're getting Lakers – your pop, maybe the Nuggets, who knows, maybe even the Trailblazers. Yeah, I mean, look, they're three and four. That's not a great record by any stretch of the imagination, nope. but they're, they've been in games. They lost a close game to Utah, close one to Portland, close game to Houston. All, all good teams. The, all possible yeah, top they, five they teams lost. The Warriors, the, big, I mean, the Pelicans, they took care of business, beat the, the Magic as well. You know, they're in the tough battle right now with San Antonio as we speak, but they got the ta- I mean, they got my boy Gallo. So anytime you got Gallo, you got a matchup problem right there as yep. it is. Yep. Six ten, you can shoot the three. You see that that clip the other day of him? He uh, he lost his shoe. And yes. He was playing defense with one shoe. Yes. It was so great. Yes. So Gallo. 
Love it. Stay Gallo. Yep. Oh, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I, I mean, is he ever going to come back and play Mello, or do you think it's done now? I think. I think he could potentially play with the Lakers. That, that's what I was I saying. If, Why wouldn't the Lakers just sign him? But is it? You think it's him still thinking he deserves top dollar, and he's just being stubborn and refusing to take a a huge cut on a one year deal? Or I hope not because he could fucking not even play better than Jared fucking Dudley, dude. Like I, I know what's that schmuck doing. Well, I, I don't. I, if he's proud, I I get it. You're a superstar. You want to be reserved was, to control. He was a superstar. I, yeah, I know. I know. He's, he was a superstar. It's tough for guys, you know. For I feel like for us common folk, if we had the opportunity to play, why why aren't you taking it? But if you've been the top five player in the world for a long time, and you're not there anymore, it's tough to go through, I guess. Yeah, it's tough to swallow. And um, I, I mean, I just hope he comes to his senses because I like Melo, and I think he could be really valuable to any team at coming off the bench, especially having a score like that. Come on. You know, mm-hmm. I think the thing with Melo too is that he would have to take the veteran minimum. And does he want to win a championship that bad? If he doesn't sign with a team like the Lakers, who has a chance to win a championship just over pride, then it really shows you that some of the things that people were saying about him is right. You know, like it could really show you what kind of person Melo is if he does if he signs by or not. I mean, think about it. They uh, cut them off TV maybe maybe the, the desire's not there, though, anymore, right? It's not just like, you know, they've treated it like you could sign for $50,000 and win a championship. Would you do it? Uh, do you, would you feel right doing that at the same time, too? If you're not contributing? If you're just there to be there? Yeah. That's true. That's true. You know, I guess we'll have to see what he does. Only time will tell. Yeah. Only time will tell. So, so now with the uh, with basketball underway, college basketball opened up. Uh, I think the best sport in the whole country. Ooh. Yeah, I, I like college basketball more than college football. I don't know if that's just my uh, love for basketball over football in general, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's less, uh, you know, football you know the teams that are going to be in the top every year for the most part. Basketball, it kind of changes, but the, an upset can happen at any point, and it's called March Madness for a reason. Oh yeah, def- college wise, yes, NBA is pretty solid. Yep. And, yep. and who, who's going to be there? So college, I definitely agree with you on that. So we had top four teams playing against each other in Madison Square Garden over the weekend. Um, number one was Michigan State. Number two, Kentucky. Three, yep. Kansas. Four, Duke. No, you had that. Was it backwards? Kansas played. Michigan State, right? No, Kansas played Duke. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my bad. Yep. So Duke upset Kansas, upset in quotes, upset yeah. Kansas. Uh, the four beat the three seed, and then Kentucky actually beat Michigan State. Um, to beat a one seed, that's pretty impressive considering Michigan State, I believe, kept most of their players from last year, and they had a strong team. But mm-hmm. already Final off four to team a hot last year, so. Already off to a hot start. You got UNC, my guys. Hopefully they can make a nice run this year. Um, but college basketball is back, man. I love it. I love it. Pool, who do you, who's your team in college, if you have one? St. John's? <laughs> college of Mount St. Vincent. Yeah. Division, <laughs> division what? Oh. Division three. 
Um, I don't know. I mean, I really can't. You know, honestly, and this is not just me hating on it. I just can't get into college sports. I mean, I get into March Madness, you know, but, and I'll watch the, the, the college football games every once in a while. I'll watch Notre Dame. So if I, if I'm watching Notre Dame football, I guess I can watch Notre Dame basketball, even though Notre Dame basketball is really not that, you know, big compared to like UNC and Duke. I mean, I know who the big teams are, but I'm more of a pro athlete type of guy. Yeah. You know, but, but I also think of- in my defense though, I think it's also because like you guys went to Penn State, you guys went to a big Division 1 school where all the sports were like huge. You know, you how how yeah. many how many seats how many fans go to a football game? Matt, you want to answer this one? Well, it, it has it's the third biggest stadium in the world and it has over 110,000 seats. That my point exactly. Right, you're going to a game. You're going to a football game where you're with a hundred and hundred thousand other fans going nuts. You know, I went to a small school, so you know you're lucky if you had fifty people at a basketball game. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get into college basketball because I went to Penn State. Well, you like basketball too. Basketball is your favorite sport. Right. Like I'll watch I love college the way baseball you're down the court. Like I like watching college baseball. Division one <laughs> college baseball. You know, gents. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you that? Did you get the reference? I didn't hear. No, he didn't get it. I didn't hear. What was? You're gonna hear later. Don't worry about it. It's not a joke. Don't worry. I didn't fucking bash you. He didn't bash you. No, no. You're gonna hear it. You're gonna be like that son of a bitch. Yeah. It's like it's like Bianca said today. She was making dinner. She was making an enchilada. So I said, "Those are good." I said, "Oh, you're making the whole thing." She goes, uh, yeah, like part of it. And I go, <laughs> you didn't get it? She goes, what? I go, the whole enchilada? And she's like, oh, my God. You and your, you and your old dad puns already, and you have no kids. Yo, yo. So I bought, I think I'm, I'm starting, Matt, I think Matt's, I don't know. Matt, would you say you are, I know you're about to be a real dad. But Matt, are you, <laughs> I'm a real did you transition into dad form yet? Like full dad? Uh, I'm not in my final form yet. He's getting there though. The dad bod. Get, um, well, he's I'm had get, he's had the Eric since college. No, 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 no. I've I, I'm doing the weight loss challenge now. I'm. Oh, I'm, this is his time of year. Oh man, losing this weight. Is, this is when Matt really I'm, fucking. He. This is when he really, real metamorphosis right here. Yeah, but I see the thing is now like. Um, I got my own house now. I got no elliptical yes. in the basement. So this is strictly just dieting. It's wow. not running. I haven't run. Fuck running. I might do it actually <laughs> Fuck running. tomorrow morning if I wake up. I know, Chenz, you did run a marathon, but I'm not complaining. Matt, I didn't tell you the story about what happened to me on marathon day. What happened to you? I felt like I ran a fucking marathon with all the walking oh, I did. Oh, yeah. Fucking... Little little uh, suburban boy over here. Okay, so oh, I don't get to walk in the city. Ooh, no, so <laughs> he drives drives to his, drives to the Bronx to go to work. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so I decide to go support my best one of my best friends. <laughs> I go to Matt, you're gonna love this the the marathon because it's important to him, and I had nothing better else to do that day. So I decide to go down to the marathon. I drag, me and Steph go down. We take the train, and 
I am on First Avenue and 62nd Street. And we're tracking Chen's on the app. And we don't see him. Just blows right past us. What kind of fucking manners is that, first of all? So then... How do you miss him, though? He's huge. Fuck me, right? So then, we walk 30 blocks down First Avenue. Then, we risk our lives running across the marathon route to get to, to Central Park. After that, eh, we, we, we got I got some halal food, which was good. That was one of the bright spots. Then I have to walk three miles to the 25-mile mark. I see the big chooch coming down the hill. He's saying that he's cramping up like crazy. I get the video of him. We go nuts, whatever. Then I'm walking. He goes, meet me on 81st and Madison. I'm 81st and Broadway. So I'm like, okay, cool. Now, you know where Columbus Circle is, Matt? Yeah, I'm pretty close. That's a fucking far walk. Yeah, it's not far. It's not close. So, we walk the 20-something blocks. I'm in between. I'm on 81st Street. I'm pretty much dragging Steph by her jacket because she can't walk anymore. Cause she's And she's complaining. So then Chen calls me. goes, where are you? I said, I'm on 81st in Amsterdam. Like, I'm almost there. goes, oh, I'm in a cab already. So, <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, what the fuck? Like, I just walked so far for this. And... I think that it's important to understand that um, I walked all the way for this kid, didn't see him. He jumps in a cab and is like, all right, fuck this. I'm leaving. All right. This is where I'm going to stop. I mean, stop. he did run 26 miles. Thank though, so. you, Matt. I, I go to him after we were trying to meet up with each other for like 10 minutes after the fucking marathon. And this whole time I'm trying to hail a cab. Can't do it. There's no fucking cabs there, and all the cabs that are passing through are filled. So I'm I'm standing after running for 26 fucking miles. F- it took me five fucking hours. I was running. All right. Five hours and two minutes. My legs hurt. My fucking knees hurt. My feet hurt. Nope. 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 <laughs> this kid, I call him. I go, oh shit, Puma. I didn't realize that. We were not on 81st and Columbus. We were on 81st and... and like, no, you were on 81st and Columbus. Whatever. I was on the wrong street that I told him. I swear to God, I thought we were on... Broadway. Whatever. Broadway. This Fake kid, news. The first thing he's, that comes out of his fucking mouth, if I could smack him through the phone, I would have. <laughs> he goes, are you fucking kidding me? We just walked 30 blocks. <laughs> I go, I want to say, I just ran 26 fucking miles. It's a lose-lose situation, because one's delirious, one's walking to try and find the other. The, the, the real winners are the people that ran the marathon. That's well, I'll, I'll say that and play Switzerland. You but go. you can understand where I'm coming from, though. I understand both of your concerns. Matt understands, because I fucked well, up meeting plans so many times with Pimp Squad. So, you know what's funny, though, uh, is that Chen's was like, okay, I'm going to walk towards you. You walk towards me. Walk on the left side of the street. And then we ended up walking past each other. <laughs> well, no. You know what would have you know we solved the problem street. if someone had an iPhone? If someone had an iPhone so that you could track your friends. Not some schmuck-ass Android. He's got you there. For three. Bang! He's got you there. Couldn't he, be me. No, I, don't, I don't. I don't agree. I don't agree. All right. Well, anyway. Anyway. Oh man, we got we got to work on the on the 
<laughs> the delay. Yeah. Listen, you college, know what? College basketball to college football. Yeah. I really, I just want to say, I like, I really like these mics. I like the setup. We actually feel like we're in a studio, and we just gotta work out the kinks a little bit. So if this episode is a little over the place with the sound, you know what? We're still working out. We're ironing out the final details. All right. But the fact that we have a soundboard that it works is amazing. That's true. All right. So college to college, ocean to ocean. Uh, we're going college football. The official rankings came out. Penn State, number four. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, Alabama at three, LSU at two, and fucking Ohio State at one. Well deserved. Uh, they've been pretty strong. They look really good, really scary. Um, Penn State has a tough test this weekend, Matt. Minnesota, top 20 team, also undefeated. And that's in Minnesota? It's in Minnesota, 12 o'clock kickoff. <sighs> tough, man. Tough game. Yep. Uh, you watch you watch them more than me because every time I every time they have a game I have to go to the restaurant. I can't really watch the watch the games. What has I mean why do you feel confident in this team? Like why are they ranked 4? I know that they have the record to back it up, but they obviously have the respect of the committee to have been put ahead of teams like Clemson and Georgia. Right. Well, it's 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 a combination of things. It's the fact that they're playing complete football. It's offense, defense, special teams. Previous years, you'd see maybe the offense ball out, the defense would lie behind, or vice versa. Yep. Special teams have been a disaster, I feel like. Yeah, you know, I mean, like last year, McSorley and Saquon ran the show. Well, McSorley last year, Saquon two years ago. But, right, yeah, right, basically, yeah. like, you could count on, like, Saquon to just bust off a crazy run or, like, McSorley to run around the pocket, like, get some something magic going. But with this team now, it's Clifford's playing really well for a first-year starter. It's surprising a lot of people. KJ Hamler is turning in. They get uh, a human joystick. Remember that yeah. name, Puma. He'd be playing on Sundays. He is making plays left and right yeah. and doing really good job of giving them good field position on punt returns, gadget play, whatever the case is. Hamler has is, is been Clifford's go-to guy. They had chemistry back in freaking middle school. So oh, they're right. on the same they page. Go, they're they playing really well. way back. Yeah. And then uh, Friar Muth, the tight end, is Baby Gronk. He's very dependable, a lot of touchdowns, uh, a good target in the red zone. And then the lawn boys, the four running backs, Devin Ford, Noah Kane, Journey Brown, and Ricky Slade. Any one of those four are going to give defense fits. And uh, the fact that they can rotate them and keep them fresh, you know, they might get only six, seven carries a game, but collectively they just wear defenses down or just run by them and then get pounded by, by Noah Kane or get run by by Slade or Journey Brown. So, they're mixing well. I, I think they're doing a good job on that front, and, and the offensive line's doing a good enough job that they can get them these holes and, and give Clifford the time back there. The defense, on the other hand, is elite. It's, in my opinion, one of the top five defenses in the country. Really? Uh, yes. Holy that was shit. the strength coming in, and, and it's very much showing. Micah Parsons is on the Buckets uh, award-winning list. Uh, watch. He's one of the nation's top linebackers. He'll be probably gone after next year, go leading early for the draft. Uh, the, the safeties, Lamont Wade's playing well, Taylor, them combined. Uh, John Reed is shutting it down on one side. Castro Fields gets most of the targets because Reed's shutting it down and he's holding his own. 
Uh, the front four, you got Gross Matos causing havoc, Shaka Tony causing havoc, and big old uh, Windsor the middle. So they're uh, top to bottom uh, on that defense. It's it's really hard to find a weak spot, and it's showing offenses are, are struggling against them. Uh, uh, something that's different this year compared to previous years is the fact that they've jumped out to early leads. It, when they won the Big Ten, it was, oh, don't worry, we're a second-half team. You saw in the Big Ten Championship, you saw it against Ohio State when they upset them. Even that USC game, the Rose Bowl, second half was when they dominated and yeah. came back. Yep. This year, they're, they're jumping out to huge leads and kind of coasting, and it's good and bad because you're seeing them take control of the game early and kind of choke away the other team, but you'd like to see them keep their foot in the gas and, and keep it going. And, yeah, they don't work on that in the offense. Yeah. yeah, you need that killer mentality that hopefully will come. Uh, they had the bye week this past week, their second one, so they can work on things and, and really make sure that the offense is tight, but um, as yeah, that's Penn State. Uh, as far as they go, the top four ranking, I, I agree that they should be up there. Yeah, I don't understand why people are up in arms about these rankings right now because after two weeks or three weeks from now, after Penn State plays Ohio State, two of the top four teams are going to drop out. So I mean, yeah, Clemson, you got, you got LSU and Alabama win, playing each other too. They're they're two and three playing this weekend. You got one and three if Penn State wins and and they'll play Ohio State. They'll be either one or, or one and two, one and three, however way they look at it. But either way, you're going to have two teams drop out. So Clemson, as long as they do their job and play their cakewalk schedule and the crap ACC, they'll be in there. They just got to go undefeated. They'll be in there. So yeah. it's initial rankings. You got to create buzz. Yeah, you know, the the Southern fans are all upset now that Clemson's not up there. But who gives a shit? Just win your games and you'll be able to defend your title but everyone everyone all the experts going into the season were saying that even if Clemson went undefeated they could have a hard time making the making the playoff based on their cakewalk schedule it's you you can't keep an undefeated Clemson out of the playoff especially with how the season you got Georgia losing at home to, to South Carolina you had Oklahoma losing to Kansas State on the road so there's no way you can keep out Clemson if they go undefeated Oregon's already got a loss to Auburn I mean, it's a, it's a it's a good loss for them, quote unquote good loss, but it's a loss that you can understand. Auburn's top ten or top fifteen rather, uh, so there's no shame in losing to them, and, and that'll be interesting. And I have a chaos scenario if yep. this were to happen: yep. if Penn State beat Minnesota, lost to Ohio State, Ohio State loses to Minnesota in the Big Ten championship game, so you have three one loss teams in the Big Ten. You got LSU. Uh, Beating Alabama and losing to Georgia in the SEC championship. You have three one-loss teams in the SEC. And Clemson go undefeated. And you got the one-loss team in Oklahoma and one-loss team in Oregon. Who do you take? And it's it's interesting to think about because obviously Clemson would be shooting as number one. But to rank the the, the one-loss teams after that would be uh, a headache I really don't want to have to be doing. And I'm glad the committee has to do it, not me. Wow. Wow! Wow! So it, it, it's a it's fun when you when you get to see the, these playoff rankings first come out that Tuesday, and you have a whole talk show about it. And we're talking about it now too. But college football is so unpredictable. Just like we're talking about college ba- uh, basketball, and and you know you could see uh, Ohio State even the past couple of years have had eggs, not even like close losses, straight up eggs versus weaker opponents in the Big Ten. So. Uh, you saw with Georgia, you saw with Oklahoma, as I mentioned earlier, that they had trip ups and. You can, any given Sunday, any given Saturday, you can have uh, a minnow or a lesser team upset a, a big giant. So, 
Yeah. You're watching Saturdays. You got, like we said, we got the, the great two verse three on, on three thirty on CBS with awesome. LSU and Alabama and, uh, Penn State and Minnesota will be at 12 before that. So you got a good, uh, Saturday slate. Puma, if you want to get into it and, and see uh, the top four teams in action, watch that. Watch that LSU game, man. I'll be a Mohegan Sun. Yeah. Even better, that you watch it there. Yeah, this, uh, we're going to a concert. So, who are you seeing? Cole Swindell. Oh, I know one song by him. The tickets were free; they're complimentary. So we jumped from who? Mohegan. For doing what? They just give us free tickets. Chins <laughs> up that he didn't get free tickets. <laughs> oh, for gambling. <laughs> yeah. But Steph got them. I didn't. Oh. I got Steph's gambling. She plays slots every oh. once in a while. Oh shit! So she bet the ponies. Start, no, there's no ponies in Mohegan. You want you want to bet the ponies? Go to Empire City. They run the horses. Not the yeah, the real ones. No, oh, no, fuck no, the real ones. Oh, he thinks I'm doing real <laughs> horses over here. This guy. <laughs> what a joke! Let me, Actually, you know what? There's a there's a game like that. In Bally's in Atlantic City, now you say it. it's like an electronic game where the horses run around and there's like a big bubble type thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's yes. there's one of those at Bally's. It's oh, Caesars. We gotta go, Chen. Oh, and you know what? It's the part of the casino where there's like five dollar blackjack and the sports book yep. is right there. Yeah. Degenerate Central. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I fit right in. Wow. I might have to go to but Bally's. It's fun. It's fun. What the horses? It is. No Bally's. Oh, Bally's. That's the that's the only place me and Steph go to when we go to when we go to AT because your uncle's got the condo, so I only have to pay for Oof. a room. Yeah, you have to flex that hard on us, Puma. Come on now. I know he's flexing real hard. Yeah, <laughs> uh, casual. All right, so yeah, right into the NFL, college football. Oh, what you do now? Ah, here we go. NFL talk. Halfway through the year. Are you using the soundboard right now? We are. We are. Just this so all the listeners know, I can't hear a single thing that's going on the soundboard. I love it. Dude, I, love it though. I love it, though. I love it. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I have no idea, so when I listen to you guys for the first time, I'm going to be just as shocked as what Puma decides to put on. So, so NF, NF, NFL football. It's fi- I finally woke up from my little slumber. Um, <laughs> it's week 10. Um... Fantasy football is actually in full swing. The tra- fantasy football trade deadlines are approaching or have passed, and it's time to make the push for the playoffs. Um, whether you're a game out or just trying to solidify a spot, it's getting fun. Now this is where football is fun. And now these games actually mean something for fantasy. They mean something for the playoff picture and the draft. There's a matchup in the swamp this weekend as two shit teams go head-to-head. <laughs> Giants versus Jets. Jets trading star defensive lineman Leonard Williams to the rival Giants. After the after Sam Darnold is seeing ghosts. And okay. Leonard Leonard Williams Leonard Williams saying that he is looking forward to this game. And uh oh. said, yeah, because really- he might actually get a sack. Oh yeah. God forbid you get a sack. <laughs> well the, well here's the kicker is how will the Jets pick themselves off the mat after getting punched in the face by the peewee football team of the Miami Dolphins? Oof. Oof. That was a, the most... te- a team that wants to lose. How the fuck did the Jets lose to the Dolphins? Uh, it's magic. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to say? It's oh. like... It's the same fucking wait, shit every week. Wait, why did, why did the Dolphins uh, running back get suspended? 
substance abuse. He, first of all, he was talking so much shit on the sideline for a guy that had like 30 fucking yards. You cocksucker wolf. Dude, just shut the fuck up, play football, and try not to take PEDs, you idiot, if that's what you did. What the fuck you did? Just get the fuck out of here. You're playing for the Dolphins. Yeah, you're in Miami, bitch, but who cares? <laughs> Your team is actively trying to lose, and you couldn't even do that right. So fuck yourself. Go fuck your face, fuck yourself, and get off my fantasy team because I dropped you as soon as I saw you got suspended. I had him I too, I had him I, too, he's I gone. Cheaters. Yeah, yeah, send him to the fucking moon. Get him out of here. You know what, though? How sick would it be when if Miami goes 2-14 and both wins against the Jets? Well, that means that they would have not the first pick, and we would, so sucks to be them. They were trying to tank, and they couldn't do that right, so that's a win in my book. Yeah. So, Well, the Rams, who the Rams got this week? Uh, Rams, who do they got? Oh, fuck. They're on a bye? I don't know. You tell no, me you're the fan. No, they were just on a bye. Oh, they're playing in London, yeah. I think. No, no, no. The last London game was last week. Jesus, you're right. Some Rams fam Fucking you are. Hey. Fucking hey, man. You know, I think that you know, Stillers. Stillers. That's right. The, I, just picked up, I just picked up the... Wow, I'm a fucking idiot. I just picked up the Rams defense like three hours ago because they're playing the, Steel, the Stillers. So, I think in our time off, there was... There's really only a few games to actually like go back and talk about. Um, and I think one of them is that Raven-Patriot game that will happen Sunday night. Mm. And I think Lamar Jackson has actually just shown that he is the real deal and that he's somebody that is going to be a problem. And now here's the question though. So if the season were to end today, the Patriots would be the one seed, obviously. And then the Ravens would be the two seed. Do you see them playing and playing each other in the, uh, AFC championship game? Can no, you see that? Matt, you said yes. Yeah, I don't think, I don't know if Kansas city's team is set to handle. I mean, Mahomes is, just coming back this week. I don't know if they're going to be able to handle the season. You know, they're going to have to put in the wild card now. They're six and three, along with Houston. They're actually in fourth right now, so they got to play the uh, higher ranked wild card team. I don't. I, the defense is not. It was bad last year, and it's not. It's worse this year, and the running game is not there compared to last year. Mahomes is very much relied on. I don't see. I, I was hoping that they would, you know, they were my preseason Super Bowl pick team to win it, but it, they haven't shown it to me this year. Had the, had your Browns pick turn out? I didn't pick the Browns. You said they were going to be a problem. I thought, yeah. I also thought that the Jets were going to be an eight hundred team, so or a five hundred team. So, what of it? You know, the players fuck up. Yeah, Baker May Baker Mayfield looks like he took like three steps back, you know, from what he was last year and. Is it a sophomore slump with 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 Mayfield? I mean, their offensive line is absolutely horrendous. Um, even though Nick Chubb is still, you know, is one of the best fantasy running backs right now, going with the bad run defense, what a bad what what bad a bad offensive line. But you know, there's a lot of issues over there now because you have Odell now starting to complain that he's not getting the ball, and uh, Freddie Kitchens doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He's he's a terrible coach. You know, and on top of that, now you have—I mean, I don't know if it's going to be that big of a shoot in the arm, but Kareem Hunt's coming back, 
and apparently he's going to have a role. Um, but you know, the Browns, this is, if the Browns want to save their season, they have to win this week, um, to give themselves a chance at least, um, you know, with Kansas city, you know, I think the Kansas, the thing about Mahomes is that, like you said, Mahomes is the, is the end all be all on that offense and he makes everybody around him better. And the problem is, is that Shady McCoy can't keep the ball in his hands. You know he's always been he's always been loose with the football. He's always carried the ball like a freaking loaf of bre- a loaf of bread. But you know, bringing him in, you thought that that was a shot in the arm for the for the running back corpse, but it's actually been a, made it a little bit more worse. If that's even correct grammar, more worse. Corpse corpse is not correct. No, more worse. Yes, I was gonna say that's that's the first one. It's cor- corpse. No. Yeah, like corpse, like the like the, the Marine, Marine Corps. Corpse. Marine Corps, not the corpse. It's not corpse, my friend. Are you talking about a dead body? Is there a dead body on the field that you're seeing? I need Sam Darnold seen in ghosts, so... Which one is it? Which one? Boom, boom. Uh... Great radio. Francesca leaves and we take a spot. Well... Uh, yeah, Marine Marine Corps Puma. Yeah, whatever. You know, but I think that with the state of the NFL that we're in right now, um, you're it's very realistic that the Jets and Giants again will have top five picks. Um, you know, one thing you haven't mentioned, Matt, as a Jet fan, and I'm, this is a serious question. I'm not making fun. Is, is you know, I have friends on Instagram that post every Sunday about the Jets and it's the same thing. It's this it's the Jet logo with the words fire gaze in the middle of it. Are you on that? Okay, let, let me stop you let me stop you there. If you're if they're truly your friends, you should have them stop doing that. It's bad for their health. It just you can't be posting every Sunday just getting all aggravated. You just gotta accept it. You just gotta accept that this is the life that we chose or it's been given to us. And you can't be firing gaze is the answer. But getting all upset about it and posting about it, just watch the four o'clock game. Forget about the Jets. Get them next week. But fire Gase at the fucking moon. He is taking this team that had some potential and dropped them back so far down. And just delirious, delusional. When you say you can't be embarrassed by that shit, are you fucking kidding me? That's embarrassing as fuck. You well, can't. You can't be like, oh, we can't. We're not embarrassed by losing to the uh, a team that's trying to tank. Yeah, you should be fucking embarrassed. Really embarrassing. Have some fucking pride. Yeah. And and Chris Johnson is an absolute asshole. Yep. Get him the fuck out of like. Yeah. I thought Woody was bad. His brother is somehow outdoing him in terms of being an asshole and being a shithead. Get him the fuck out of here. Worst owner, James and, Dolan or Chris? Uh, Chris oh Johnson. God. <sighs> it's. I think it's Dolan still. Yeah. That fucking kazoo shove up his fucking ass. Oh, my God. We didn't, I, we didn't, we didn't yeah. even talk about the Knicks, how we were saying that they're fun to watch, but it's still frustrating knowing that he's there because you know that nothing truly good yeah. is going to happen. And, and it's, we have our brothers in arms in the Washington Redskins because Dan Snyder is another piece of shit owner. <laughs> so at least we have someone else that can sympathize with us. Yeah. But Commiserate. Oh, God. It's, it's just misery. Stop. It's miserable. 
Firegaze. That was that was the answer. Firegaze. So you're 100%. you're on. Yeah, you know, that's the that's the call here. You're firing gaze. Anyway, moving right along. Uh, all moves that happened while we were away. Uh, I almost said Jeff Gordon. <laughs> yeah, the race car driver actually came out of retirement, and now he's in the NFL. Josh, big big news. Josh Gordon being Flash. Pick, being picked up by the fucking Seahawks, and I, I I fucking hate that team. I hate Pete Carroll. Um, but they're good, man. And now Russell Westbrook has a real legit weapon to throw to. Not that he didn't before. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders going to, again, another division rival for the Rams. Um, 49ers who look awesome. You got Last undefeated. Another undefeated, yep. And uh, Jalen Ramsey going to the Rams. So NFC West making moves, man. And then what, who did I write this? What is this? Oh, we talked about that. Leonard Williams. So, some yeah. interesting moves. Uh, Seahawks, I think, make, a, make an, a move that improves them, as well as San Francisco. Well, did you hear the report that came out? What? That... He's, Russ- back, he's back on the stuff? No, that Russell Wilson wanted one, another receiver. He wanted him to sign Antonio Brown before Josh... I Cody saw that, yeah. Yes, I saw that. Saw so, that. this is something to help... Well, the thing is, is that the wide the the wide receivers in, in Seattle have been good. You have D, DK Metcalf and Lockett. Lockett. Yeah. So now, when you bring in, we talk about fantasy outlook. You're bringing in Josh Gordon. He's not going to take reps away from Lockett. He's going to hurt Metcalf's value. No, I don't think so. Um, There's such a pass happy offense. It's going to benefit yeah. them all because they're going to have better coverage to work with. Uh, I think it's going to be beneficial for everyone. Right. Right. Russell was Russell Wilson is such a good quarterback. MVP. Uh, yeah, he just make he makes it happen. He's he's so good. You know, and but Emmanuel Sanders, in addition to the 49ers. He looks rejuvenated. He looks definitely, better. Definitely an improvement there. Adding offense to a team that has been mostly defensive focused. Uh, I don't know how I feel about the Jalen Ramsey addition. To be honest, uh, getting rid of T- Akib Talib, who hasn't really done much and they're saying that he's more of a zone coverage guy Jalen Ramsey can man to man guard but uh, yeah and Peters too on the floor yeah right and Marcus Peters going so uh, uh, you know I think that I've been happy with the the way the Rams have been run the last few years their moves have have made sense and it's it's, uh, come to fruition for that for them but I, you know, I've been saying this since the beginning. I don't think the Rams. I didn't think the Rams were going to make the playoffs this year, because the games that I was watching and just their wins have not been convincing enough for me. And now with with this move and, and the moves that division rivals are making, I, I I can't see them grabbing even the last wild card spot. It's going to be really tough. They, I I think they have to really win out. Or most, or win most of the most of their last games to even grab a wild card spot. So it'll be interesting to see. Well, what what makes what makes me weary about the Rams is that you know Gurley's not who he was, uh, or who he has been in the past, and 
the uh, play of Jared Goff has really been concerning to me too. He's another quarterback that has taken a step back. I mean, if you look at the the landscape of the NFC, the Rams are five and three right now. They're two games. They're two games behind the Seahawks, but the Seahawks have the. They've only put the Seahawks once, correct, Chance? Yep. So they have to win that game against the Seahawks. San Francisco is eight and zero. They're they're the one seed. Uh, Minnesota six and three. They haven't had their bye yet. The Eagles are five and four. Um, Carolina's five and three. So there's about three teams fighting for four teams fighting for two spots, and the Rams being one of them. So the Rams are only are right there. They're in the hunt. But like you said, they got they got to beat they got to beat the uh, the Seahawks the next time they play them. They play each they play both of those teams once again. You know, yeah. I think that if you look at their remaining schedule, they have the Steelers, the Bears, the Ravens, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks. All right, so wait, let's let's go down the list. Steelers win. That should be a win. Bears win. Should be. Ravens loss. Mm. Maybe Monday night in Come LA. On. Yeah. It's no, be, no, no! It's in Baltimore. If if they no, play, no, it's in LA. No, it's in LA. It's, it's You're, right. You're in, it's in LA. If they play the way that, like, people thought they were going to play, I think they can beat. They can win that game. So going into the Seahawks game, at the least, they should be eight and four. Yeah, that's losing to Baltimore. Yep. So. You're giving yourself going into the last four games of the season, which is the Seahawks, the Cowboys, the Card, uh, the Niners, and the Cardinals. Wow, that's tough. That's so, a tough stretch, yeah. So, wow. they got if they could be eight and four going into that Seahawks game. But you got three of the last four teams. They'll be ten and six. Teams. They'll be ten and six. Let's say if they go two and two in the last four games. Ten and six. I don't ten know and six. Good. Ten six is. You know the Jets were ten and six and didn't make the playoffs. Ten and six doesn't guarantee you a playoff. Right. They got to be eleven and five. They got to win one of those games that you're, we're pegging them as a loss. So the Ravens game, either that Ravens game or maybe they can upset. Um, I mean Seattle, well, I they, think is. They also game. the uh, San Francisco game. San Francisco might have the one seed locked up already. And that's exactly what I was going to say too. Yeah. You never know yeah. because the, um, this that that's a week sixteen game. Uh-huh. You know if San Francisco is. Unless their perfect season is still intact. Mm. True. You know. Well, it didn't stop the uh, the Colts when they played the Jets that one year. They sat a couple guys. You know, but I feel like who's their who's their coach? Who? The Niners. Who's the Niners coach? Shanahan. Yeah. Now Shanahan, like Belichick, when they were undefeated and they played all their starters against the Giants that year, when they were undefeated. So, it really depends on. It really depends on where they are. So there's a chance. I mean, I wouldn't write the I wouldn't write the Rams off just yet. You know, you could look at a, a ten and six, eleven and five team, and if you just need help at that point. Yeah. You know, and what stinks is that the teams that they're they're playing in the hunt with, they're not playing. So, you know. For tiebreakers, yeah. You need the You know the what help. I mean? You need help, you need somebody to lose so you can get that game. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it really all depends. And yeah. it really all depends we'll on see. it's gonna be a nice we'll end see. to the season. It's gonna be a nice end to the season. You know, but I, like I said, I wouldn't give up hope just yet. All right. 
Perfect. I wouldn't give up hope just yet. You know, at least you have a chance. Look at the Giants and the Jets. Yeah, I know. Okay. Two compadres here. Sorry. So, you know, but not for nothing. I'm not going to lie. I like the way that Jones has looked to a point. And, yeah, you know, he's a rookie quarterback. He's made some rookie mistakes. But at the same time, he's gotten a little bit better every week. Um, and then, you know, you, you can't blame him for Monday night. He got jinxed by the black cat. No. Oh, black cat. What a fucking transition, Puma. You know. <laughs> Matt's been dying to talk about this. You know. I've, I've been waiting and hoping to bring up this cat, the chonk cat. You know, I saw a report today that, that they. was a big ass cat. You know. So I was at the bowling alley on Monday night. Uh-huh. And we had the game on the screens above next, you know on the lanes and everybody stopped bowling and was watching that cat. And the whole bowling alley started cha- cheering when, when, uh, when the uh, cat crossed into the end zone, <laughs> it was like, it was like, that was the most exciting part of the game. And not for nothing. The giants did play a good first half. They did, you know, you can't fuck with the cat. That's what happens. The cat comes to the field. You're done. You know, and you know, it's funny. I even, I even screamed at the TV I was like, Jinx, please jinx the Cowboys, not the Giants. Please. But, you know, the problem is, is that as a Giants fan, as, as a Giants fan who knows the team needs help and they're built, they need to build through the draft, you know, I don't care if they go, what, 2-14? and 14? So, you know, it could get possibly guarantee them a top three pick, top four pick, and then they can solidify a weakness in the defense or, you know, solidify that offensive line a little bit. So, you know, I don't know what the draft class exactly looks like this year when it comes to offensive linemen and, you know, DNs or, you know, somebody that can get to the quarterback, like a Bosa type. But, you know, as a Giants fan and, you know, as the thing about the Jets is that, you know, and this is, and I'm not, I'm, I always want to make sure I'm, I relay to Matt that I'm not hating on the Jets. You say this every episode and somehow you still hate on them. I don't get it. But well, I'm, I'm looking at this, I'm trying to look at this as a, as a situation where your quarterback had mono. He hasn't looked the same since you've dealt with injuries. You haven't had Herndon all year. Um, you know, you've had injuries on, on, the other side of the ball as well with Mosley, you know, can you chalk up a, a lost year to the fact that injuries and just bad luck has played into it, and that you know you guys are a lot closer than you think, and it's just no. cir- it's just circumstance. No, no, it's it's the coach is an idiot. He's uh, the the time we were talking about how. Donald was getting all the reps in practice and couldn't play. That that's just things that you don't make as an NFL coach. The the, the margin is so thin between a successful team and a, a great team. And when you put yourself in a hole like that, you're not giving yourself and your fans a fair shot of anything happening in your favor. Well, another... you're just consistently playing with ten guys in the field rather than eleven. You're basically doing that. Well, another thing too that drives me crazy, and I and I don't think Shermer's very good at it either, is making that in-game adjustment. Going into the locker room at halftime and making the adjustments you need to be successful in the second half. And, 
you know, I, Gase hasn't proven to me. He hasn't proven much to me at all, to be honest with you. But Gase hasn't, as this offensive guru that he's supposed to be, he hasn't done anything to show that he's capable of making adjustments on the fly and making the necessary changes he needs to make to be successful in the second half. And Shermer's shown the same thing. You know, you have a good first half against the Cowboys, and then you come out flat in the second half because you don't make the proper adjustments, and the other team did. You know, that's what makes Belichick so good, that he's good at making in-game adjustments. And 100%, and that's the difference between a multiple Super Bowl winning coach and job and changing head coaches in New York every year. You know, and that's the problem, in my opinion. You know, and I and honestly, Chance, I'm going to bring this on to bring this on you too. McVay showed the same problem. Mm-hmm. You know, all three of the all three coaches of our favorite football teams have an inability to make adjustments, and you know, make and all three of them have been touted as offensive like savants, and they haven't shown it. An offensive savant, to me, is someone that can go into halftime locker room and say, okay, this is what I saw, this is what we're going to do, and then come out and put a game away. You know, if you take the play-action pass away from from McVay, he can't do anything. Gase is, in, Gase is inept, okay? I think I can coach the Jets better than Gase can, and I have no coaching, football coaching experience whatsoever. And Shermer... Shermer, Shermer. Shermer is whatever. You know, Shermer is the sa- under the same thing. You know, he, 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 he got Case Keenum two more contracts. That's pretty much all he did. So, yeah. Did, I don't know, are you guys watching the, this uh, Raiders Chargers game right now? Yes, I am. Did you see the sign that was up there that said, I missed my court date to go to the game? Yeah. About the Raider fan? <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's true, but. It, it is very believable with these Raider fans. So you know, speaking it's, it's speaking of the Raiders in the game in itself, you know the they have a YouTube series on their stadium, and their stadium looks sick. Oh, the the, the, new one, in the one in Vegas, Vegas looks sick. I mean, I, I I Vegas holds a very special place in my heart. I went twice <laughs> in one summer for the first time. Is that where you played your uh, your horse game? Yeah. In the MGM mm-hmm. Grand, at like four in the morning. No, ten thirty in the morning. Like ten in the morning. Oh god, that's when you know you got a problem. We, no, no, that's like chin territory. It wasn't like an all nighter thing, Puma. We woke up fiending to play horses. Did you have success? <laughs> Did you have success? I got like tw- I got up to like twenty bucks after playing like a dollar bets. But so you turn a dollar into twenty dollars. That's a that's no a, no 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 no. But then I, I let it all ride on Big Africa, and he let me down the big river. Big Africa. <laughs> um. So. But anyway, wait, wait. So so. Everything in Vegas is amazing, Puma. You have to get there sometime. I want to go. Everything there is amazing. I everything would, there is the best. I would. I already know that Steph said I'm not allowed to go to Vegas for my bachelor party. Oh my god. I already oh. get out of here. Yeah. Who oh. this man? That's what we need. Boo this man! But you, know, I don't. I didn't want to go to Vegas anyway. I know. I know. You're not a Vegas guy. Oh, you definitely didn't know. I definitely didn't want to go. <laughs> well, I've never been to Vegas. One and two. I already. I want to do like a to keep the price down type deal because I know you know I don't want to burn everybody out in the bachelor parties. I want to do like an all inclusive place, and then go play like golf or something. You know, That's like chill. like chill. like at the Baha- in the Bahamas if the Bahamas is still there. Um, oh my god. Um. 
they have a setup in the Bahamas where you you pay like $200. They give you a caddy. They, they fit you for clubs. Hmm. They let you test the clubs and you get like free alcohol. Sounds amazing. So why not go to the Bahamas, stay at like the Ryu. All you can drink, all you can eat. We don't have to worry about buying booze. You they got the casino right there in Atlantis. It's great. And you could play two round two rounds of golf. You know, right there it's it's two thousand dollars, but you're not paying for alcohol and you're playing golf and you get to sit on the beach. Sounds amazing. And you're safe. Sounds amazing. So um you want to get into stardom and sit'em so we can use our lock bu- our lock button? I, I wanted to I want okay, you want to do stardom and sit'em? Or do you want to do do you have another point? No, I just want to get into Matt's question. Well, let's do stardom and sit'em and then we'll get into the question right, and then we'll get I'm out doing of here. One person each because we got we got to keep it moving. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, uh, my stardom for I'm going big money team, all right? I'm going big money team. Stardom. I'm starting OBJ over Deshaun Hamilton. OBJ going against yeah. Buffalo. Uh oh wait. Yeah, Buffalo. Oh god. This is bad. Get on with it. I don't know. I I forfeit. I surrender. Why? Uh, next. Pass. Why what happened? Pass. Is uh, this guy on a buy or something? Yeah, Deshaun's on a buy. <laughs> 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 Dude, the fact that you have to consider either starting OBJ or Deshaun Hamilton, regardless of who they're playing. Oh, good. Come on, man. That's Come bad. on, man. That's, that's... Oh, Jesus. Huh? <laughs> uh, that's another one. Oh. So I just I surrender. So we lo- we forfeit my. We are players. we are locking in OBJ just by cause. What an idiot. Lock him in. What an idiot. He doesn't even go here. Oh fuck off. Oh no. Come All right. on. So locked in. All right, so I have two. Yes 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 yes. Huge. Um, I actually have two. I have two two players, two spots. Nope. One, so one player. No. Shut up. One. So, Calvin Ridley or Jarvis Landry or Damian Williams or one of the others in the flex spot. So you have Calvin Ridley against the Saints now. Newsflash, because this this happened. I made a trade. I traded Tom Brady and Zach Ertz for Matt Ryan and Le'Veon Bell. And my running backs are set. I have Joe Mixon as well. Um, but I just made I made the trade that's going to drive me to my fantasy championship if everything goes well. But so Kevin Ridley, Landry, and Damian Williams. Who you got? Ridley. So Ridley in the wide receiver spot, and then Landry against the Bills, or Damian Williams, Williams against the Titans. Williams. Williams. Lock that. Lock it in. Okay. So that's locked in. Matt, what do you got? Um. I don't know. The bad guys are uh, are crushing it right now. 
again, Thanos snapping everyone still in first place. It's, I guess, either Devontae Freeman or Parker, but like I'm starting Freeman. I don't really – got a lot of guys on by. I got Howard on by, McLaurin on by, uh, Hopkins on by. So it's kind of bare bones here, but it's projected to win. So, yeah, I guess would you say Freeman or Freeman, Henry, or uh, Parker? Two of the three you start. So Devontae Parker, Devontae Freeman, who was the third one? Uh, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Um, Triple T's. I would start Henry for sure against Kansas City. Yeah. And I could see that Saints game being a shootout, but you Freeman will do his damage in the passing game, not with the running. So you're in a PPR, right? Yeah. And Devontae Parker, who are they playing? Who's Miami playing? Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Indy. And in Indy with no Bursette. Yeah, but... He's not playing defense. No, I understand he's not playing defense, but if they if the Colts offense can't score touchdowns, that keeps them in the game. Um that one's tough. I mean, I would start Henry for sure, and I think it's just who you feel most who you feel more comfortable with between Freeman and uh and Parker. I mean, it's really hard to start a Dolphin, to be honest. I did last week. How'd it go? Oh, the back guy's won, always, of course. He got, uh, he got 15.7 points, actually. He got a touchdown. You can't go wrong with either one, I think. Yeah. Chance, what do you got? No, I agree. <laughs> no, I'm not going to repeat what you said. Yeah, it's not. It's like I said, I didn't really have a storm to him this week. It was yeah. just kind of... All right, so, lock, so we'll lock in, Henry. We got to play the sound. All right, locked in. So... Matt, over the course of the week, you know, even though we didn't record, we still kept in touch and we still uh, shot the shit. Um, Matt posed an interesting question. Uh, Chenz, do you have it? No. So Matt, oh, Matt, just ask Matt's, it. Yeah, Matt's got it. Well, the question was who... who Dude, Matt can say it. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> the question I had, because I was watching... Um, I was reading like an old article about. I, I think I found myself in a, a rabbit hole of oh. just looking stuff up on Wiki. Nice. And I was like, I was looking at NBA stuff, and I was looking at the Celtics team that won the championship. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh fuck! Like KG, that was like his yeah. first year there, and he won a championship. Yeah. And I, I never gone from loving someone to like despising them as much as KG. And I loved KG on the Timberwolves. So my question was like, who? would you say is your favorite athlete that doesn't play for a team that you root for? So obviously mine was KG because he was just an all around beast. Mm-hmm. And like that speech he had or the, the pregame press conference he had at, uh, when he was at the Timberwolves against the Lakers, like I got some AKs, I got some shotguns, some rocket launchers, ready for <laughs> war. Like that, that resonated with me, but I was a kid and, uh, he was just such a badass. And then I saw him play consistent with the Celtics. and I saw how dirty he was, but still got the job done. So, Lost a little bit of luster, but still, still love KG. So, who would you guys say? I just want to rewind to something real quick. So you remember how you said the strip club thing? Like, who would be like the most affected other than? Yeah. 
Well, Meta World Peace. Ron Artest. Because he was just a nut job. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it was so much for the strip clubs, but he drank before games. Like, yeah. Hennessy and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, he had his other vice, alcohol. But when when you started saying shotguns and RPGs and all this stuff, Ron Artest, <laughs> Meta World Peace came to mind. I don't know why. Yes. So yeah, Matt, I'm on the I'm on the KG train with you. Uh, he was he was my favorite player. I had a Timberwolves Garnett jersey. Uh, I remember that jersey. Uh, yeah, just a all around great player, defensive beast, rebounding machine, intense. Mm-hmm. Nobody plays the game like like he did today. If I had to pick another right. basketball player, though. I like Ben Wallace. George yes. Gervin. Yes. For the same for the same reason. Just he yep. was an animal. George Gervin. Oh my god. I never watched George Gervin. <laughs> <laughs> He's only saying that because our J V basketball coach said uh, said at me that I was smooth when like going for layups. You know, oh Iceman, Iceman. Like, I was gonna George... say, well, you were like, I see, I see hot patch on the on the court. Yeah, yeah. So he called me George Gervin, Iceman. Yeah, so, Iceman, uh, you're in the game. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think Ben Wallace might have been my number two. Puma. Um, How about I... you, are we doing by you want to do by by major sports or are we just doing one athlete from a different team that we liked? We could do by sport if you have enough, but like Puma probably won't have one for basketball. Do you have one for basketball, Puma? Um, yeah, I do. Um, Kobe? No, no, I do not. Wait, no, wait, wait. I'm going to try and guess this before he blurts out an answer. I know. It's going to be... I got to think of a Puma kind of player. What the fuck? It was the frequency of the phone against the new microphone. Oh. We got some new powerful shit here. Go ahead, just say it. Peja Stojakovic. All right, I never would have guessed Ooh. that. I never would have guessed that. Why? I like, Why? I, I, just because he was just like, you know, when. so in bowling, there's a guy, his name is Walter Ray, and he goes by the name of Deadeye because he's just so accurate. And I just liked just Peja's shot. It just was so awkwardly, like, I don't know. I just liked watching him play. I just liked, you know, he was a, uh, he just hung on the perimeter and just chucked up threes. And, you know, that was me playing basketball, just chucking up threes. Line drives off the back of the rim. So. All right. Peja. Nice. All right. Puma. Baseball. Now, there's a few here. Nope. Pick one. <sighs> can't so, do this shit, man. You can't. I mean, it's like, give, it's like I tell my students, I'm going to get behind the cone. I have four of them sitting in front of the cone. <laughs> Well, there was then, no wait, number. Wait, wait, wait. There then, was no and then, number. And then you know what happens? I say, <laughs> move your bodies and sit behind the cone. They take the cone and move it in front of their bodies. They're like, no, no. I set guidelines here. Stay within the guidelines. <laughs> you got to draw and color with no lines. Yeah. Boomers coloring all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> pick a player from baseball. Well, I have four. No, pick one. <laughs> There was no number that said you only could pick one. Okay. But I, it's so much more fun when you pick one. All right. I, I, it, okay. Fine. Uh, Craig Biggio. No. Jamie Moyer. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that is your guy. Yeah. That is your guy. It was, and the other two, 
It was two. Oh my god! Like, where, this, doesn't, this doesn't help. This doesn't where, make it better. But because you're like, oh, but if I had to say the other two, here Tom they Glavin were. and Greg Maddox. Okay. And they were all the same. Soft throwing player. So well, Jamie Moyer specifically and Tom Glavin were lefties. But if you remember in the group, I put Braves in parentheses. Not when he was with the Mets. Mm. Glavin when he was with in his prime with the Braves. Just. Like I said, I could see myself and my game in those players. Didn't throw hard, relied on hitting location, relied on outsmarting a hitter and just being one step ahead of a hitter and just being accurate and being pinpoint. You know, Maddox was the same way. I could go back and watch old games of them pitching because, you know, it reminds me of me. Yeah. Yeah, no, you, you've always said you like Jamie Moyer. For me, uh, yeah, can't pick a Yankee. Yeah, I think Puma knows who I'm going to go with. Jeff Bagwell. You just like this batting That's, stance. That stance. Yeah, the stance, man. I just said oh, no, 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 no. What am I saying? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Ken Griffey, right? Nope. My favorite yeah, like my Fadden. favorite player. My favorite player, Vlad Guerrero. Vladdy. Vlad, yeah. Love Vlad. Vladdy, Vladdy. Although I do like Bagwell, but Vlad, number one. <laughs> Yeah, for me for baseball, it's it's Griffey. I mentioned it a little premature there, but yeah, Griffey is uh, the kid. Sweet swing, yep. Cool shades. He had it all. He had the bat. Had his own video game. Ridiculously bat. fun video game. Yeah. You know the thing about Griffey too was that he just had fun. You know he played mm-hmm. the game. Just he had fun. Like he was cocky. He knew he was one of the best players in the game, and he just owned it and just did it. But you know. I loved watching Griffey too. You know, baseball, it's tough for me to pick one for baseball because I liked Griffey. I liked, you know, some of these guys that weren't never Yankees. And, you know, like, it's it's just t- tough for me to pick one guy for baseball. Like, I picked a pitcher. Like, my favorite, this Tino Martinez, Tino Martinez was a Yankee. But I was still a Tino fan when he went to St. Louis. But my favorite position player, for baseball. Jens, Jens, this is the cone again. The cone's being moved. Uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> so I paint, I paint, I spend thousands of dollars painting lines on the floor. Stay within the lines. I got kids running out the doors. Rules are made to be broken. Um. Oh, yeah, that's a great attitude from a fucking teacher. <laughs> Here. I'm not, I'm not in the classroom, so I can write, break rules. Write a 500-word essay, but if you're giving me a 2,000-word two, a one, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're a rebel. I like that attitude. <laughs> Overachiever. You're an asshole. That's what you are. Boom! Kiss my dick. Boom! So with that Why means, are you gay? damn it, he was a Yankee Who too. Who says I am gay? <laughs> you, you are gay. gay. <laughs> I was gonna say I, lo- I like Ricky Henderson, but he was a Yankee too. Dude, stop! Oh Let's move God. on. Jesus! We're fucking done right. with baseball for fuck's sake. Ah. God. Hockey. Matt, you go. (laughs) Dano Chara. 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 Because I loved playing, uh, like, in the video games, I would just always trade for Chara, and I would just skate around the blue line and just demolish people because he was so big. (laughs) Bone-crunching hits, and it was just, like, the slap shots. And even, like, in in real life, too, he just does the same thing. So it was always fun to watch him do that and then do it in a video game. Yep. Um... This might surprise you because it's a rival, but uh, Alex wow. Ovechkin. Wow. I am surprised. I love and hate Ovechkin at the same time. 
I can see that though. He's great. Yeah, he's great. Sense. Yeah, and I love. I I gained a lot of love for him. Just watching him celebrate like a total savage when he like was swimming five, in the fountain. Five months. You know the thing about Ovechkin that I like is oh fuck. Jacob's, Jacob's just, let's fucking go! I think all three of us have, have touchdowns in this game. I have a Hunter Henry touchdown. The Eckler scored and Jacob scored. They just drew some nice balls on the fucking TV <laughs> screen. Yeah. <laughs> on the telestrator. All right, so for me, uh, I don't even know. Uh, Wayne Gretzky. Oh, he missed it. He missed it. What an idiot. Oh, my God. I feel uh, wins it. I'm going to say Joe Sackick. Almost a ranger. It's Almost a ranger, ranger, yeah. He was a restricted free agent, right? That's why he didn't come? Yeah, he signed the offer sheet, and then they matched it. Yeah. All right, and NFL? Steve Young. Yeah, Puma loves Steve Young. Had a jersey and everything. Ooh, I still have lefty. a jersey. Matt? Little base mode, Marshawn Lynch. Ooh, oh, I love Marshawn Lynch. I, I got his jersey. I got the uh, the lime green. We're in the Super Bowl. Love, love me some beast mode. He should, uh, he should be a two-time Super Bowl champion. They should have ran that? the fucking ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Missed opportunity. Um, All right, chance football. You know what? I'm going to go with my guy, Saquon Barkley. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, Saquon. I mean, now is that is that count though? Because he went to Penn State. True, you guys, you got the college aspect to it. All right, fine. It's a little cheeky one. It's a uh, cheeky uh, one. Yeah, it was a little I'll cheeky. Allow it, but it was. It was a little cheeky. You cheeky fucking bastard. That was a little cheeky. Uh, let me see. Let me pick another one. Oh, you know who I really like? Um, the fuck. Oh God. No. What the fuck? Oh. What team? Oh my Hop- Hopkins? DeAndre? Yeah, De- DeAndre Hopkins? The receiver for the Texans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopkins. Yeah. I always forget his <laughs> I always forget his fucking first name. Um Beast. Can catch anything. Or no, Michael Thomas. I like Michael Thomas. Pick a lane. Michael Thomas. Yeah, seriously. Stay in your lane. Michael Thomas. Love our baller. You know. Um I was thinking actually here's here's one question for you for everybody and I it's kind of stemming on like who would you root for that you on a team you didn't okay. like root for is if what is who's your instead of favorite who is your most hated player in each sport well, cuz that's what that that's hard to narrow down like every every Red Sox, every Red Sox ever. You know, a couple of years ago, if you asked me that question, I would say Poppy. No, but I've grown not because Poppy got shot. That's not why. But you know, just to get to know him as an analyst, and he actually was picking the Yankees all postseason. You know, I can't I can take it off like this. I didn't like John Rocker. Yeah, he was an ass too. The racist, but, yeah. Kevin Euclid. He was a Yankee. I don't give a fuck. For five minutes. He's a red he's a red sock in my head. Uh Jason Varitek, Dustin Pedroia, Jonathan Papelbon. What about Johnny Damon? No. No, he 
won World Series. World World Series of the Yankees. Jesus Christ. My mom used to call him Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus Christ is up again when he was oh, with the Red Sox. Man. When he had the the beard and the long hair. Uh, Manny, of course. But it's hard oh, to man, hate yeah. Manny, though. Manny's like Ovechkin. You know, I can tell you right yeah. off. The, I can tell you right off the bat who I hate in hockey. Sidney Crosby. No, fucking little bitch, Brad Marchant. Uh, yeah. Fucking pencil-nosed asshole. 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 It's a late night. Um, what about ho- hockey's tough too? Because I hate all the Islanders. I hate the Devils. I hated like Bobby Holik and Patrick Eliash and Scott Stevens and Scott Niedermeyer and Marty Brodeur. You know, watching. Sean Avery, shield guard, face guard, Marty Modor is one of my favorite highlights of all time. Yeah, it was iconic making a rule the next day. Yeah, and you know what's even funnier? If you watch that highlight, Chris Drury, like, skated over and told him to stop. Like, yeah, chill out. Yeah, he was like, yeah, relax. What a, uh, football. Um, It's the same thing. Like, I hate, I hate Zeke Elliott. I hate Dak Prescott. You know, because, you know, Giants, you know, Giants fan or whatever. You know, I didn't like, um, like, Richie Incognito. He's an asshole, too. Playing, playing this game right now. He's a Raider, right? Yeah. Of course, of course, he, is. Of course he is. The Raiders are like are like the island of misfit toys. You know, even no matter who the coach is, it could be Gruden, it could be... Cable, Tom Cable, it could be anybody. You know, it's like the island of misfit toys. What about you? What about football? Who's your Pete. least? Yeah. Is it like... Pete Carroll. <laughs> Not even a player, just a coach. I like him. You don't like the way he chews his gum? This is annoying. Um, what sport are we forgetting? Basketball. Crips that Porzingis? For me, it might be Porzingis. Another penalty? Nothing. No. <laughs> uh, for, for, for basketball, for me? Phil Rivers, come on. Reggie Miller. That's Literally Matt, just said that. That's what Matt said. It, it might be for the same reason. The whole Spike Lee thing? Out. You know, dagger after dagger. But yeah, I don't really. There's no. There's no sports that I hate a lot of players in except for the Red Sox and baseball. Yeah, I could see that. But all right, you want to get out of here? No, I'd like to stay for another six hours if you don't mind. I mean, you're the one that's got to wake up earlier than everybody. Yeah, I know. Thanks so, for reminding me. You're welcome. At least, at least it's Friday, tomorrow. Yeah, thank God. At least it's, and then we got a three day weekend. Uh, by the way, sure. shout out to Puma for making me an awesome uh, marathon playlist. I listened to that shit for the whole five hours. It was amazing. Kept me going. It was a little bit of uh, heavy metal, borderline screamo, a little bit of hip hop and rap, sprinkled in with some Irish folk tunes. Wasn't there a reggae tone song on there too? No, I took. I didn't. I didn't. You didn't put Galley on no, there. No, I didn't put it on there. Oh. How long was the actual playlist? Altogether? Three hours. 
Oh, it's so. like three hours and six minutes or something like that. Okay, um, I gave him forty songs. It was great, man. I would be running over like the Verrazano Bridge, and I'm here. I'm back, back in a New York groove. Do, 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 do. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful day in New York City. I'm running. I'm back. I'm fucking back. And the nigga just goes. I'm like, yeah, let's fucking go. <laughs> I, I got a feeling Chenz was listening to some screamo when he ran by me on 62nd Street because that motherfucker was on 80th Street in like three minutes. He ran like 20 blocks in three minutes. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I was moving, man. I was moving. And with that, I'm going to be moving out of here. So uh, we had a great session, had some fun. It's good to be back. Uh, now that I'm doing marathon training, I'm available. So expect more sessions along the way we'll try to get back to our regular schedule be talking all the sports in season no baseball that's what we're gonna do (laughs) tune in next time see ya later